to Onesies, a podcast of one season wonders and blunders. My name's Andrew. Hi, I'm Emily. We are continuing our way through Joe's Life, a 1993 ABC sitcom starring Peter Onorati, Mary Page Keller, George DeCenzo, Mimi Kennedy, some Ser- serial actors. rapist Danny Masterson. Serial rapist Danny Masterson, who did not appear this episode. And then a bunch of children who did not continue acting because their experience on Joe's life did not uh did not inspire them. Watching watching Mary Page Keller and Joan Honora- Joe Honorati make out every episode was grossing them out. Oh man. Oh man. Um get yourself a wife who can do both, right? Or actually three things. She makes the money, she takes care of the kids, and she's a little bit trot. Hot. Yeah. yeah. That's the that's the that's the uh 90s man's dream, basically, actually. So um see all of Rene Rousseau's movie roles until Oh, poor Rene Rousseau. I love Rene Rousseau. I do too. And it wasn't that bad. I mean, it wasn't uh, there was some bad stuff in there, but it wasn't like we're, we're uh, the propaganda aspect of it's worse than the uh, whatever. Okay, so <laughs> we'll have to move on. Um, Thomas Crown Fair is great though. Okay, so the episodes. Oh, what are your three things? Sorry. Oh gosh, um, I want to talk about the American Dream. I want to talk about. I'm going backwards now. Um, fighting scene and exterior shots. Okay. Um. I think American Dream is what I was just going to use. Uh, kosher Deli. <laughs> oh, crap. Okay. Um, let's see. What else? I could write Joe's Life and What's That Whining Noise? <laughs> but really... We could start with Barbie lunchbox because mm-hmm. there's a mention of a Barbie lunchbox. So I would imagine Greta Gerwig would be able to write us a nice essay on the devaluation of growing girls' interests in popular media and the response to it in mega budget um, motion pictures. But yeah, so it starts with Joe uh, cooking making lunch for the kids and he's making breakfast and packing their lunches at the same yes. time, which he's I will a, say is pretty, pretty good. Pretty he's good. A multitasker. Pretty good parenting. Yeah. Except for the fact that he hates his kids the whole episode. <laughs> I mean, they suck. I mean, kids just are the bane of existence. Um, but yeah, so he, he tells daughter that he's going to put it in her Barbie lunchbox if she's not careful or something. No. no. She says, I can't believe you. Ha- I have to take my own lunch. Why don't you just put it in a Barbie lunchbox oh, okay. and make me carry it around and write don't date me on it? Like she's the one who brings that up because she thinks that it sucks having because it's not cool to bring your lunch to school. Right. You got to buy lunch. And uh, she thinks it's going to make her look like a baby. But we're done with that because now it's actually about PD or it's about Jeannie, Scotty Jean and. Polly and Petey Playback. Petey um, Playback. Yeah, that was a monstrosity. I saw it sitting there on the table and I was like, what? How is this going to come into play? And it, it is does. represents the most annoying toy possible, which is essentially just playing the repeat game 
where it repeats everything the last person just said to you. I don't know how they did it, but it was movie magic because uh... it was essentially tape recording the last sentence somebody said and then you hit a button and it plays it back um, much to the chagrin of the entire family except for joe joe thinks it's funny he's not annoyed by it at all which is weird because he seems like somebody who would take every opportunity to be annoyed at his children yeah but they can't get too real with joe and his children in this because it's not about him being in prison for beating them to death <laughs> um, and hiding the bodies upstairs so he can get a quickie in with Mary Page Keller before he gets taken away. That okay. is another thing. Their chemistry just keeps building and building on this. I mean, those two, I, were they dating at the time? I mean, they seem to... Just, it's the animal magnetism of a Jersey boy, um, a working class Jersey boy who just wants to get his hands dirty and work. But will he step up? And provide for his family. Let's find out this episode of Joe's Life. Yeah, the episode is called He Ain't Working, He's My Brother. We we forgot to mention the we title. We did forget to mention the title. They've got some very witty titles. Oh, boy. Um, but, okay, so, yes. Yeah, so, Paul and Scott. Is that his name or is it Gene? It's Scott. Gene's, Scott. Gene uh, is Gene's from the other name, one. Right? Yeah. They're being shitty brothers to each other and Polly is sick of hearing that he's the older one so he has to give it all up for Scotty Jean. It's it starts with um Scotty borrows Polly's baseball mitt. Not yet, we're not there yet. Oh. Yeah, first we've got to do the but they're just uh, fighting with the little they're doll. They're just fighting. And, and the doll is playing the repeat thing. Right. Yeah. And mom comes into the kitchen. She's like, that thing's terrible. And Joe's like, it was funny in the store. Um, and this is where my note is, is Peter Honorati stoned? Because he seems <laughs> really detached this yeah. episode. Yeah. Like the only time he gets enthusiastic is when Mary Page Keller's crawling on him. The rest of the time he's just like, man, I shouldn't have done this show. Yeah. Um. And he shouldn't have done this show. He should have found himself a nice drama, probably on NBC. He should have been Rocket Romano, frankly. Um, So, okay. But yes, so then uh, Joe's got an interview this afternoon. He's going to dazzle them with his managerial skill and his butt kissing. And his wife and the wife's like, you don't need to kiss butt, Joe. And Joe's like, they've got a dental plan. And she's like, well, you take chapstick. And this is the thing, folks. Dental plans were the unicorns of workplace insurance in the 80s and 90s. I don't even know if it existed in the early 80s. I like, applied for a job recently that did not have dental yeah. insurance. And like, I was if, shocked. If you have dental, you're like, what, why is this a big deal? I pay five bucks a month for this. But it's getting, you know, that the five bucks a month and then the discounts on when you need a crown or whatever. Yeah. But then Joe's over there. What, uh, talking about something and he's like what's that whining noise and he's like oh he's that's complaining me. he's complaining about complaining. the kids and not having a job and i don't know he's just complaining and then he's like he stops himself he's like what's that whining noise oh yeah it's me i thought that was very self-aware of him. real men don't whine though is an interesting um nice Got a lot of toxic masculine. Well, we kind of, it's very interesting, the sort of moral lesson of this episode, but it's also very frustrating because it, it really is 
Joe's a dummy and he doesn't listen to anybody else. And then he listens to them at the, by the end of the episode. Yeah. So um, the wife's like, Oh, I don't like not seeing the kids, but then she sees the kids and she runs out. Cause she's like, I don't like seeing those fucking kids because they're arguing again. They're arguing about this. I think this is where the baseball met, but we go yes. to commercial first, right? We got the opening titles. And this is the first time I watched the opening titles. And I skipped them. So (laughs) what did you know? um, It's like a board game. You had said like, oh, it's a conveyor belt. And and it is because he's moving along the game of life, I guess. The game of Joe's life. And uh, it was really stupid. Also, I noted that um, the teenage daughter and Danny Masterson didn't seem to get credits. Or the names weren't next to their pictures. Interesting. I don't think. I, that's, again, it's the first time I watched it. I did not go back. Uh, I took mental note of it. I did not go back and double check because I it was stupid. I hate the song, except for the saxophone. And um, yeah, that was about it. So, yeah. Um... Then when we come back from commercial, there's an exterior shot of the house. Yes. I, I, my note is, ooh, nice craftsman. <laughs> so we get to see the outside of their house which is a beautiful craftsman home during the day during we the day we also are going to see the restaurant during the day yeah i feel like we saw the restaurant before we've seen well we've seen the house before but we've never seen it during the day have i don't it's remember always, ever seeing the exterior really generic nighttime shot yeah oh i don't ever remember seeing um, it because i was skipping the commercials the commercials are the best part. I, I just, know, I know, but I watch a lot of commercials on YouTube. <laughs> I, I I remembered I had forgotten Brett Butler, and so I had to go look that back up, and that is a sad story. Yeah, um, that's a sad story. But that um that episode that they were advertising, which I didn't skip, um that was like ooh, a middle aged woman getting hit on by I a hot young college episode. guy. Yeah. Nice. It's about her and her her friend. Yeah, but I remember that one. I'm like, why don't they getting hit on more off like because yeah it's one of those things where it's just like middle-aged woman she was 33 emily was she 33 33 years old god her career was over before she was 40 don't be an alcoholic and a woman in hollywood you have to be an alcoholic and a man in hollywood and beat your wife and on an airplane anyway i don't even know who we're talking about brad pitt brad pitt oh is that what he did yeah so um <laughs> anyway the boys um, come in the boys come in and they're fighting and this is this is my second point about nice fighting okay we do this like Polly is really worked up <laughs> and he's going after Scotty and the the three of them including Joe who's who's mediating per se they have this really great choreographed thing where Polly like jumps over at scotty and joe catches him by the scruff you know it's like it's really it was actually really well done i thought hey like 10 seconds of goodness i'll take it a couple of those fast and furious movies have great action sequences five and six if you're wondering um it's like mad max fury road i watched that yeah because I like what's her name, but she's in that too. She's in the later ones too. Yeah, Charlie's there. Um, you shouldn't watch. I don't. I like it, her. Are you going to start worrying about action movie choreography? I don't. Think. I watch kung are, fu movies, so no. I do. Well, you do, but you, they don't jump from CGI car to CGI car. No, they okay. don't. 
This is also where I have my note that I could write Joe's life because mm. they're talking about where Scotty Jean lost the Polly's mitt. Yes. So this is where they're arguing um, Scott borrowed Paul's mitt and doesn't remember where it went, um, doesn't remember what he did with it. And there's a whole discussion that will continue throughout the episode of you can't borrow your brother's things without asking. Why do you have to pester your brother? Da, 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 da. And I had a similar thought where he's trying to get down to where the mitt is. And I was like, I know exactly where it is. Like I could see it. It doesn't, it doesn't take very long because the scene is short anyway, but it was like, it's, this isn't in front of a live studio audience, is it? No. No. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say people is were, the, the laugh track was a little bit too much considering it was so. Yeah. Lindy, like it was so obvious I've where. I've never watched the end credits. I don't know if it is. I don't know if it is either. <clears throat> But it would be hard to believe it is. Um, yeah, it was, it was, I, I thought the same, not, not that I could have written it, but it was like, oh boy, like, this is bad. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really, I mean, this show is so bad when I saw the commercial for Home Improvement, I was mm. like, that, I forgot that What's-His-Face was a really good straight man on that, like, I'm sure he's incredibly problematic in real life, but his sidekick at the tool time at the beginning before Tim Allen got successful and pushed the guy out or whatever, that dude was a good straight man. Okay. Yeah. He was really good. Um, so yeah, then we have the whole thing about how Paulie's 12 and Scotty Jean seven. So we get a bunch of like snark from Paulie that goes over Joe's head, which is a real problem with the episode uh, or in the show in general, but Paulie's like, I'll just try to remember that I should know better and I sort of have to do everything and nobody else has any responsibility around here except for me. And Joe's like, good, you should remember that. So then we go to the restaurant mm -hmm. where we have Ray talking about how people can't eat. It's weird that people eat clams because they look like little prostates. Is that? It wasn't, it wasn't Ray. It was the it old was, guy. It was the old guy. Okay. Ray didn't make that joke the old the old man. The old the man made the prostate joke. Okay, <clears throat> so then we get this whole thing about how Ray wrote up, made the wrong thing for the old guy because he can't read the old guy's handwriting. Um, so he made calamari instead of calzones, right? And it's because the old Bef guy wrote Kalahugia, which means calzone or something. Yeah. To which Ray complains about the handwriting and the language and then explains that he once worked at a kosher deli so he knows all the ins and outs but this he is knows hebrew weird. he knows yiddish but this is I, he makes this a is, he yeah, makes a joke yeah. yeah this is uh but shows a little bit of depth and character again it's not a bad episode for him it's just not a great episode for it's, him. it's it's he has not been as negatively portrayed as the pilot suggested he was going yeah. to be portrayed yeah. so at least there's that yeah um but then stan comes in and is like joe you should come work for me and joe's like i don't want to be a chef i want to live my life Continue. No? no yeah he does yeah he does <laughs> When they get in the next scene that they talk about it, not the, not the, literally the next scene, but the next scene that they're talking about this near the end, 
I get grossed out by his American dream talk. Oh, there's that also comes back later too. So yeah. And it's just like, how can you say no, Joe? And Joe's like, I've got three kids. No is what I say the best. So shouldn't, yes, I want this job to feed my three kids be the first thing, but whatever. Um, then Mimi Kennedy comes in and has some nice nineties, um, passive misogyny for the ladies. She makes fun of someone wearing a lady wearing slacks or something. Uh, yeah. I put fat shaming on here, yep. but then she also has a, a little bit of a funny, clever thing. Like, Oh, I'm so sick of being a waitress. I, yeah. All the comments and the rude remarks and da, 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 da. And I just don't have the time to come up with new ones. Like it was, that was kind of funny. That was kind of funny. There's occasional moments where you see, actual timing come through yeah and you're like the show just doesn't know what to do she is so good yeah she is so good uh okay so then joe and ray are talking some more joe doesn't want to do this with his life um but it's almost three o'clock stan's kept him too late Joe can't be expected to look at a clock, apparently. Apparently he, not. It's got to be every, every, anybody else's fault. He needs to go to his interview. He's he's already late for, or he's almost late for his interview. He needs to go there. Stan needs to get a permanent chef. Why not Ray? Um, Ray's not ready. Hashtag. Um, it doesn't seem coded. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's just... No, it doesn't seem coded, it, but it is, you know, the, he uses the example of he can't read the old guy's handwriting. Which is stupid. He can't decide. It is stupid. It's completely stupid. The old guy should. Yeah, that's not a. He should, he should write his orders better. And that should be something. He's an old man. He's like 70 years old. He should know how to do this. Yeah. If he Make didn't... a checkbox. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like figure it out. Yeah. Um, so that's just an excuse. Also, the bear is back, which Emily won't watch, but everybody else go watch the bear. About the Chicago sandwich shop, wonderful, inclusive, multicultural cast. It's about people working together in the 21st century. You're going to watch it when you're 60 and be like, this is great. I'm going to be like, you should have watched it 40 years ago when I told you to. I know. I'm such a pill. I'm such a pill. <laughs> refuse to watch anything except... I don't know what the joke Lee is, is on painting with John tonight. Are you excited? Lee is on Foundation on Apple TV. Are you aware? No, no, of no. This? Flea. Oh, Flea. Flea. Not Lee Pace. I'm aware of Lee Pace. I've seen the trailers. Okay, so Oh my god. Uh, I well, I'm this close to watching it just because of him. That the show no one has watched. Um just because I do really like that last not their most recent album but like the one the runaway or something red hot chili peppers i do not like the red hot chili peppers no i don't i don't like them either but flea is hilarious and wonderful and he's a dream isn't he like 70 and he and john lurie are like buds we're not watching that show emily it had more than one season i know but we can watch fishing with john okay all right is uh Peter Honorati on it. Okay. No. So Peter Honorati, we cut to the home right. where we have an establishing shot of the house yes. at night, by the yes. way. Okay. Yes. Did, yeah. I did catch that. All right. Um, not a great looking establishing shot either, folks. This was, this was, it was a hard for people to do establishing shots. It okay. was, it, it looked really bad. Really um, bad. 
Joe's home and he's hiding from his kids. The boys are fighting again. The boys are fighting. Um, And now Joe slinks down on the couch to hide from them, but they find him. So it's dark out now. And it was three o'clock before. So I don't know what time it gets dark in New Jersey during the school year, but I guess we're going to say it's about 530. Um, So he's been gone for his interview that we find out did not happen for a very long time. Very long time. So uh, the kids are now arguing about the telescope. So Scotty Jean messed up Paulie's telescope so he could watch American Gladiators on Neighbors TV. Why couldn't Scotty Jean watch American Gladiators on their own TV? Because he's seven years old and he's yanking his brother's chain a little bit. Uh, Dad's Joe's like, can't you just fix it and paulie's like i can but i really want to see jupiter and it's gonna take so forever. yeah this this it's gonna take forever thing is like oh i can't do it it's gonna take a long time when you see the telescope it's not like a big fancy telescope it's not gonna take a long time okay okay i'm not the only one <laughs> okay but joe's response to that is i don't want to hear about jupiter you fucking nerd some of that's inaccurate but not all of it. Um, so Polly goes away dejected. And Joe says to Scotty Jean, can't you just leave your brother alone? And he goes, or he's like, why do you bother your brother? Mm-hmm. Can you leave him alone? Sure. Mom comes in. Scotty Jean's like, I was lying or something. And so. Um, and then you get a scene with Joe and Mary Page Keller on the couch smooching. It was really their chemistry. Like I said before. Like, he kisses her on the lips, which, whatever, that happens. He kisses her, like, on the bridge of the nose, and then, like, on the forehead. And I was like, this is a little too real. (laughs) This is a little too real for me, and I'm starting to get nauseous. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. I have nothing against people being in love, but that was gross. Tone it down, people. It's just a shitty ABC sitcom. Come on. So, yeah, so Joe missed the interview entirely because of Stan. Um, She says, I believe in you and have all the faith in you. And he says, I believe you if you were naked when you said that. Yeah, that was gross. Extra gross. And Scotty Jean is bored. They say to do his homework. He says, no, I'm hungry. They say, we'll make dinner in a bit, which is when I started wondering what time it was and where Joe had been after he missed his job. And, and who was going to be making the dinner? Mom. Because they were just sitting on the couch. It seems like they'd make the daughter do it, really. If we um, haven't seen her in yeah. a bit. So, yeah. Do we even know who makes dinner? Do we even have a dinner scene? Anyway. No. So, not. instead, Scotty Jean goes upstairs. Takes Polly's Marvel comic off of his bed. I did not go and see which Marvel comic it is, but you can see Symbiote Spider-Man in the bottom left corner. So it is a Marvel comic. And he sits down on his bed and he pulls up the covers. And what does he discover? Petey the dinosaur with his head torn off. I thought that was funny. Yes. I thought it was fun. And he screams. And... Another commercial break, I think. Another commercial break. Yeah, I've started putting in when we have the commercial breaks. Okay, so Scotty Jean's going to break the telescope. Um, 
Amy was in the middle of the call of a phone call, and she has very important phone yes, call. Very important phone call. Um, Polly says he's innocent, except Petey recorded Polly destroying it because that's how that works. And then Joe's like, "We'll just get you another one, dude." And in some of the only potentially amusing moments, Mom is like, "No, we got him the last one. Remember?" Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, um, you're going to have to buy him another toy, uh, Polly. And then Amy's like, this was not worth getting off the phone, to which my note is true dat. (laughs) I would be on the phone during this. Um, And then, again, Polly gets reminded that he's he's the big brother and he there are higher expectations for him. Etc. Etc. So then we're gonna we're actually gonna get into wrapping everything together now. But first, Polly says, uh, or Joe says, "I'm done with your attitude, Polly." And Polly says, "And he's and we'll talk later." And Polly says, "You never hear a word I say." And Joe says, "Wrong again." Except Joe never does hear a word he says. That's the point. He is wrong. No, Joe was the wrong one. He's a bad dad. He's That's a bad what this dad. Show's about. That's what this whole this episode and the way it kind of gets tied together with the with Stan it was a little eye roll, cheesy, but um yeah, this whole episode is about treating your kids fairly. It's, except for the girl. The girl is off limits because she's a girl. But you have to treat your male children exactly the same. Yes. Okay, so at the restaurant, also kind of funny, uh, Ray is listening to Joe Bitch, and he's just like, I don't know, man, maybe he's going through his dinosaur mutilation phase. And he's like, what? And he's like, man, I don't have kids. I don't care. Like, yeah. And I'm just like, right, I don't have kids. I don't care. They're your kids. Like, yeah. You deal with that. Like, <laughs> Why don't you ask your brother, who does have a son? It's 1993, man. Rubbers were fucking six dollars when you need it up all right let's just be real here okay so then stan comes in and says okay since you're not willing to be a full-time chef i'm meeting with vinnie rizzo or vincenzo rizzo or something yeah to which joe is like vinnie rizzo the phony he's a pretentious moop and um Stan's like, whatever, man. I offered him half the place because um, I need another. I need a real cook. And Joe's yeah. like, but this this place has been in the family for 30 years. And Stan's like, well, if you stay, I'll give you half the restaurant. And Joe's like, ha, that's not what I meant, dude. And the old man says exactly what I was thinking the whole time. He says, ah, oh, who could have saw that coming? Like, as if this was some sort of trap. We're going to we're going to offer the job to the most detestable person and try to trick Joe into taking it instead. Doesn't work in this case. Uh, Joe's no, 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 I don't want to do it. Blah, blah, blah. There's a nice, very brief moment with Joe and Mary, uh, not Mary Page Keller, um, Mimi Kennedy, where he's like, I'm sorry. She's like, me too. It was just like this really sweet moment between the two of them but it it has potential it has so much potential to be like decent and it just goes away Mm -hmm. 
I don't know. Uh, I don't know. The writing. The writing. Is that what we can blame? That That's a nice thing to call it. Um, no. I mean, yes and no. I mean, there's too much, right? Like, they don't acknowledge that... They acknowledge Joe needs improvement, but they don't acknowledge that Joe is should be more aware of needing improvement. Yeah. And he's very far along for not needing improvement. And this is kind of the whole thing, this whole idea of, well, I think the kids and Mr. Mom were younger too, right? Like, yeah. So like the joke of that was you were taking care of a baby and stuff like that. Right. And they were like six years old. They weren't. Yeah. They were much younger and stuff. Yeah. Because the problem is, is that you've got to, You've got to establish that no matter when a dad wants to improve, that's the first time he should have ever been asked to improve. So when he's 36 and he's finally not being a shit, that you're supposed to congratulate him for that because he's a man and something. I mean, it's re- it's just so fucked up, too, because this one, yes, there's a and, good idea. Yeah in this because we we're we're walking back the whole premise of the show by the end of this episode folks yeah yeah we're we're done with joe looking for a job spoilers he will have a job by the end of this episode um but but there's also this thing with this specific episode is he doesn't understand so the lesson he learns is you know how to be a better dad to his sons he doesn't understand it until he realizes how it has affected his older brother, mm-hmm. the same scenario. So it it's this weird white man, like, I don't understand anything until it directly impacts me. I'm the youngest, Bullshit. spoiled, entitled, yeah. and I didn't have to learn any better until I was in my mid-30s. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, fuck these guys. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the thing is, is like Mimi Kennedy's way too, she's way too empathetic toward him. There's also a thing about that is, is it's like, yes, having them be wholesome to each other's cute, but then having her be shitty to the customers is fucking is weird. fucking weird. And it's, it's annoying. Yeah. And it so, looks like she's like, she's, she's dressed, I don't she's dressed funny for being a waiter. She's not waiting anymore. Cause that was the other scene presumably oh right 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 they don't have any other cast members so right they need they need their they need their 16 year old waitress who's getting sexually harassed by their son they need it's more realistic i worked in the service industry when i was a teenager it's much more realistic yes we don't need yeah okay so (laughs) the more news comes out the more likely we're going to need to stop making jokes about this because This is kind of like when you talk about mid-90s Miramax movies. You're like, why didn't that actress go on to anything? Oh, because Harvey Weinstein tried to rape her. Oh, why isn't the girlfriend back on this episode of Joe's Life? Oh, because Danny Masterson tried to rape her. That's why. (laughs) Okay. So, um, yeah, and this is some of your American dream bullshit. Um, So so Joe, Joe goes into the office slash wine cellar to talk to Stan about why he doesn't want the job to explain, give him a heartfelt explanation as to why he doesn't want to be a full time chef. And it's all this gross, like, 
I spent 10 years of my life working in this other industry and I was this close to becoming a boss and I was going to have a corner office and I blah, blah, blah. And it's like, there's, it's really gross. It's like, he's explaining why he's passionate about something that is so lacking in passion. Yeah. I was going to be, he wants to be a, it's a middle manager. It's about how I just want to be a middle manager about how if you aren't a if you are a white catholic you want to be a wasp without having to give up your catholic identity which is television from 1984 to i don't know 1997 or something but that's a whole thing um movies got a lot less catholic for some reason in the late 90s they sort of they kind of peaked um with bringing out the dead, which is great. But for some reason, people make a lot less movies about how great the Catholic church is these days. I wonder why it's weird. It's weird that you don't get as much promotion, Mm. free promotional movies for an international rape cabal. Mm. Boom! There you go. (laughs) Do we have any listeners? I think we do. Uh, I don't know. You keep track of that. (laughs) I don't keep track of that. I don't want anybody who looks like me listen to this podcast. What are you talking about? Uh, okay. I don't make content for white people. We don't for white men. We know that. Fair enough. Bottom, bottom of the bottom of my concern uh thing. Yeah. Okay. So um Oh, so he's going on about yeah. his his dream and suddenly the brother hits him with a little bit of reality and was like, Do you know what my dream was? My dream was to be a journalist. And Joe's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I thought you wanted to, I thought you wanted to run this place. He's like, no, our dad wanted us to run, wanted me to run this place. He thought as the first son, this should be my dream. And so when it came, push came to shove, all of my energy was put into running this business and I could not live out my dream. And he's like, you wouldn't understand Joe because you were the younger and you got everything you wanted. And then he's like, you got to go to air shows, Joe, because you always wanted to make airplanes and bomb brown people. And he's like, when I told dad I wanted to be a writer, he said, you can write the specials on the board. And when I tried to talk to Pop, if I cared about it, it wasn't important to him. Yeah. Kind of like Jupiter, Joe. Yeah, Kinda duh. like Jupiter. And, so, and and Joe literally has that moment. You, you don't hear those words, but his you can see it in his eyes. He does the best acting that he can where he has this realization that that's what he's doing to his kids. <sighs> so, yeah. Um, and then Stan's going to do whatever he can to keep the restaurant alive, even if it means hiring this shitty guy. Because, yeah. I mean, he needs help with the money because they got to start paying for Danny Masterson's trials. <laughs> um, okay, so then we go home and mom fixed the dinosaur. Um, and it's working, like it's working again. Uh, and the what we didn't talk about is at the end of the scene where the, the head's ripped off, um, right. dad, push, Joe pushes the button and it sounds like it's not going to be talking anymore. It does the, you know, when a tape is destroyed, but mom says, Oh no, it was just the battery. It's working. And then she does kind of a funny thing. She kind of has a little realization like is the sanity and, you know, positive emotional, emotional well-being of the family worth 
you know, a brief moment of happiness for one, one of the children. And then she smashes it with like a hammer or something. I don't know where the fuck she got that. I thought that was kind of funny. That spoke to me like 90s woman who is expected to have a job, support the family, raise the kids, da da da, just expressing yeah. Frusta- yeah. frustration in one tiny little soliloquy. <laughs> it was beautiful. So then she's like, So how'd work go? And he's like, Well, um, Stan offered me half the restaurant. Why do I have ONG Ray and the Finger written down? I don't know. So what he does is he couches that though about about Ray offering him half the, the Ray, restaurant. Stan, uh, Stan offering him half the restaurant. He's like, uh, Ray did this. Yeah, he so did and that. so did this, and he couches it. And then the mom is like, "Oh my God, Ray did what?" And then, but she's trying again, emotional labor on her part to hide her surprise about stan offering him half of the restaurant because she is trying to gauge how he feels about it because he is not showing any emotion so she can't show any emotion in case it is conflicting with his emotion about it so i live this (laughs) i hate it but this is exactly what is happening in this scene um she's trying to gauge his his reaction to it and he's like no no it's fine it's fine. I'm doing it. And he just real. I, I don't know. I don't know why did it. Like he doesn't explain it. Right. Well, he explained that he actually loved cooking and things like that. He just wasn't willing to make the sacrifice or something. So he just was willing to, you know, give an inch, but in this case, own half of a successful business and do work that he loves instead of kissing ass all day. Mm. Like he should want to. Um, okay, so then uh, there's some more appreciate and respect, and I respect you, blah, blah, blah. Um, but then... Uh, and smooching. Want... There's a lot of gross smooching. I need to start just doing kissy face emojis. So, um, Polly, they go out back. So they, Joe tells Paul to come out back, and here's the telescope. Which doesn't make any sense, right? Because the telescope must have been in their bedroom, their shared bedroom. Yeah. But now it's out back, and Joe wants to see Jupiter, and they want he's going to be a bud. Yeah, and there's this, a little bit of hesitation on the part of Paul because he doesn't trust that his dad actually gives a shit. So he's like, you can't see it. You need the telescope to see it. You can't just see it, which is not 100% true. You can see it. It just doesn't look like Jupiter. It looks like a star that's not twinkling. Um, And then so the dad is, again, doing a little bit of work to try to prove to his son that he does actually give a shit. And he's like, oh, well, what's that thing there that looks like a scooper? And he's like, oh, that's the Big Dipper. And he's like, and that big bright one, what's that one? Oh, that's the North Star. And it's just like... Something any kid who lived outside of a city knows about the night sky, right? And uh, slowly Paul begins to uh, engage in something that he's actually interested in with his father. How nice. How nice. And then there's one that looks like a giant boob, right? They find one. Yep. Cool. Or or a penis. They don't actually say what it is. I no, it, it's not that. It's jo- Joe says, "Oh, when I was a kid, I used to make up my own 
my own constellations and he's like see that there and if you go here and do that and do that and he draws a shape in his in yeah. our imaginations and i didn't pay close enough attention to get what it was so i didn't either but I'm except assuming, it, except don't tell your mother don't tell your mother yeah. so i was assuming a boob um so my other note for that is you can see the night sky in new jersey cool i'm not sure i believe that i can see it here uh, so well that's really yeah i mean not all of it obviously but i can see stars you can go out and look up in the sky and see boobs <laughs> i could see in my apartment and see boobs <laughs> jesus okay so um and then there's something about naming the a star but you have to pick a good one or something yeah. And so, so, so again, Joe is going, taking the extra steps to try to engage with Polly. He's like, let's pick out a star and name it after you. You know, you can do that. And he's like, well, you got to go. You can't, you can't just pick any one of these stars that we can see. They do it with stars that are so far away, you can't even see them. So you have to go to the observatory to see them. And we Joe's like, let's go, go to the observatory and let's find one and let's buy it for you for 50 bucks or whatever. And now show me the rest of the night sky, Polly. And Polly's like, we don't have time, Dad. And Dad says, Polly, we've got the whole night. And there's a sweet scene. Dad puts his arm around the sun. And aw. I love how all the troubles are are solved. And then we cut to something that Toy Story ripped off. So it's the stuffed animals. Oh, there was a commercial, and I think... No, it's not a commercial. It's the end credits. The end titles of the... You didn't stay. So, no, what happened was the screen got smaller, and it went to play the next episode, so I assumed it was over, so I just turned it off. it, it, It does it early. So, the end titles are maybe the dinosaur, PD, somehow resurrected, or some stuffed animal, and it's talking to the other stuffed animals about how they're going to revolt in just a second, but then nobody can move because they're not real. So they need a new plan. And it just reminded me that the um, Wally Sean dinosaur in Toy Story is a ripoff of a comic strip from Dark Horse Presents that this guy used to do. And so basically Toy Story was just, I mean, it's Joss Whedon. So obviously it's just repackaged jokes from other places apparently some of it from the end of Joe's life. So there you go. It's not an original idea. (laughs) But anyway, so we've, we've reached the end of another Joe's life. Yeah. It's great. At no time in Joe's life until now, did he think about how shitty his older brother's life has been? Um, So cool. Cool. So episode four, this is where we need to start updating the Wikipedia article because um, there's no directed by, no written by. I mean, come on. The least we can do while we're watching this is update some of this, give more accurate information into the world. Um, It's called Shop in the Name of Love. And I don't have a synopsis of it, so I can't see it. Um, I'm very excited for the return of serial, serial rapist Danny Masterson. I thought he was in all of the episodes. Who knew? Who knew that Joe's life did not have a good, reliable... Oh, wait, it's on Wikipedia. It doesn't have the information. It could be on IMDb. 
It could be. It could be. Um, yeah. So So I'm looking forward to that. Are you I are you am. looking forward to it? Is Always. Word? Okay. <laughs> Always. I love watching complete garbage. Makes me happy. I'd rather watch complete garbage than the bear. Is that weird? I am gonna watch Foundation. I he's such a dream. Such a dream. Cool. Um, I'll let you know how it is. I think it's boring. I think that's what it is. Have you seen it? No, but I know everybody I've ever heard talk about watching it quit because it was boring. And everybody I've ever heard try to read the books quit because they were boring. Oh, who wrote the books? Is it Isaac Asimov? Yeah, I think so. Though I think Isaac Asimov's boring. Like, I think that's one of the the things of his. He knew a little bit about a lot of things, but maybe not about writing. Okay, well, thank you all for joining us. I guess I'm just going to wrap it up since Andrew's stretching. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, what else? What did you learn from this episode, Emily? I learned that I don't want children. Um, okay, well, thank you. Um, we will see you next time when we're watching episode four of Joe's Life. Andrew, see you in television land. See you in television land, Emily. Mm-hmm.